Hello and welcome to the Here We Grow Show, a show specifically designed to bring together community leaders making a difference and share financial strategies so you can plan for and live the retirement lifestyle you've always dreamed. Your host is Amazon best-selling author, president, and founder of Fogith Financial Group, Michael Fogith. Hi, I'm Michael Fogoth. I believe in educating you about information that matters to you and your retirement. Join me this week and every week as we welcome today's leaders in our community, as well as experts in the field of finance and retirement to discuss topics that matter to you today. These discussions can help you make better financial decisions so you can plan for and live the retirement of your dreams. All right, folks, welcome again to the Here We Grow radio show. I am your host, Michael Fogarth of the Fogarth Financial Group and the host of the Here We Grow radio show. I am excited because, again, this is another week that we're able to bring you some things that you can actually implement today or potentially today's topic. You may not be able to implement it today, but you can start to plan for tomorrow. And so the first part of the show, we always like to kind of give you the financial relevance of what's going on. Then we'll bring on our special guest here in a little bit. But for today's topic is one that that I thought was a great opportunity, especially when we're talking winter and cold here in Michigan. This is a topic that we get quite often. And quite frankly, this one got brought up again because I was doing an interview for uh, one of the major publications that we do. And the topic was retiring abroad. And what are some things to do? things to take into consideration, the top locations. So, you know, let's first and foremost, let's start off with the topic of retiring abroad. And has it, you know, this isn't a new topic. It's It's been around for a while. And I think why more so than ever, you know, people like to think of this in Michigan, pure and simple because of our weather. I mean, I, I think that you know, we have a lot of snowbirds. I have a lot of clients that are snowbirds. And as soon as it starts to get a little bit chilly, they, they take off and they head for that warmer weather. But now we're starting to see more and more people not only taking off for the winter, but flat out just taking off and heading, you know, somewhere warm to live forever and move into a whole other country. So here's why, again, some positives. Let's go over positives, let's go over negatives. I think a big one about why people will retire abroad, their dollar will stretch farther. I mean, quite frankly, the cost of living in retirement in the States, it's not cheap. The cost of living is going up each and every year. The dollar's getting stretched out more and more and more. So quite frankly, if you move into, you know, uh, let's just call it a, a Caribbean island somewhere, which those are on the top of the list, right? Your dollar is going to stretch farther. So that's going to help for housing, transportation. Um, you know, I had a client uh, that recently purchased a place in Peru. I probably wouldn't be thinking of that as my top priority, but for them, there was some, there was a connection there. And he was just telling me of all the things that they that they get and that they're accustomed to in that culture from having housekeeping to maids to cooks to all those things that in their culture it was it was normal and to have and it was reasonably priced to have. So, you know, your dollar will stretch farther and you're able to, you know, to see some things probably that you're not able to see. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But here's let's talk about. So that's a really good thing, right? The weather is beautiful. Your dollar is probably going to go farther. But how about this one you may or may not be thinking about? healthcare. So I talk to people all the time, you know, you've paid a lot of money, folks, and don't forget about it into your Medicare, your Medicare throughout your entire working career. Well, if you move to another country, what is your healthcare going to look like, right? So here's some factors, right? Was what's that country's healthcare system going to look like? How do you set up a plan? How do you keep that plan in line? Is it completely different than what you have as an option here? You know, your expectations are you going to be paying for Medicare 
right? Because remember, folks, they take your Medicare premiums right out of your Social Security check. So what does that mean? Well, pure and simple, it means that they're going to be able to withdraw the money for your Medicare premiums right out of your Social Security checks. So if you're living abroad and you're not using the Medicare health insurance, is that something that you're paying for that you're not using? So we've got to make sure that we're paying it, paying attention to. And Medicare cannot be used in foreign countries. Um, it's actually available, right, um, in the U.S. Virgin Islands, which is an American territory. So if you're looking for those warm islands and you want the health insurance, hey, maybe the U.S. Virgin Islands is a way. Um, Medicare is also an option for retirees close enough to drive or to fly back, but you can't use it in that country. And again, think you got to think big picture here. You know, the reason why you move to a nice warm place is you don't want to be traveling. Maybe you do, but most likely you're not going to want to be driving back and forth from Mexico or Aruba, Costa Rica, Dominican Republican, or Dominican Republic, uh, Belize, Panama, uh, all over the place, right? And so there's a ton of different areas, but you may be driving back and forth or flying back and forth for your, for your checkups. Maybe you schedule those checkups around visits with family, but again, take that into consideration. What's your healthcare going to be? So number three, let's consider, right? You know, as we talk about traveling back and forth, how easy is it? Again, I, maybe you moved full time. You took your whole entire life and you moved to this new warm climate. How easy is it gonna to be to get back and forth? And if anything, let's talk about it. I mean, in the year 2020, it probably opened up a lot of people's eyes to how easy it is to travel back and forth and travel restrictions and, and heck, quite frankly, the safety of traveling. And in your older ages, that's definitely something we're gonna to wanna to take into consideration. So if you're looking to retire abroad and you're looking to go those places, how easy is it and how freely can you move back and forth from country to country? So make sure that we do not take traveling for granted. You know, the last thing, and again, maybe it's not as a big deal to some people. For me, it, you know, it'd be crazy to think that I couldn't see my parents or my family during the holidays, right? And again, this year was different, but let's take normal, normalcy into consideration. What happens? You know, if all of a sudden you can't jump on an airplane or you, a lot of places, if you're in, you're in a Caribbean island, you can't jump in your car either. So... Think about that. Now, one of the last things that we want to talk about, and then we'll wrap things up and get the guest on here is, what about your taxes, right? Uh, U.S. taxes, it's, it's essentially, it's going to be taxed on your income of where you live. So there's no tax break. So U.S. tax is going to be there. Now, the country of foreign residents, of course, will have its own tax. Often, it will be at higher rates. Maybe, again, let's go back to dollar or, you know, to, to point one. Your dollar is going to stretch farther, most likely. However, your taxes are most likely to be higher. So what ends up happening is U.S. tax laws allow for U.S. filers to take a foreign tax credit against the U.S. dollars for certain tax payments made to other countries. But this is going to be somewhat limited. So now, what do I, you know, I mean, when I, when I make that statement, I mean, I'm even thinking to myself, who's going to be doing that tax return, right? It's not going to be as easy as probably as a turbo tax, if you will, or for a lot of people that have doing their taxes on their own. So you may have an increased cost for your taxes because now you're going to have to pay someone to prepare your U.S. taxes if needed and your foreign taxes if needed. So, you know, the U.S. has tax um, treaties out there with some countries, and these treaties provide some protection against the double taxation 
or taxing the same income in both the U.S. and the country of residence. So make sure that you understand this. You know, a great resource here is simply just go to irs.gov and it's going to give you the guidelines. But more importantly, it will give you a list of how all of those taxes are going to be affected. So let me just rattle off a few of the countries that are included. Australia, Costa Rica, Malaysia, uh, Philippines. Again, they don't tax any foreign income. All right. So some of them will, right? Um, others that are including Colombia, Dominican Republic, and France, and Thailand, they don't tax pensions and social security payments. So again, if you're thinking about this, let's think big picture. Let's not just think of who's got the nicest beach that my, 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 my US dollar will stretch the farthest. Let's possibly look at one that's not gonna tax your pension or your social security payments. Hey, for that reason alone, maybe you're looking at the Dominican Republic more so over Costa Rica. I'm just throwing these out there for everybody listening as possibilities. And then the last thing that we wanna talk about as we wrap things up, and again, for those of you that are just tuning in, we are talking about retiring abroad. And this has become a great topic in the great state of Michigan almost every time of year at this time, winter. And for those of you that are retired, you're probably you're asking yourselves, when can we go back outside in shorts and t-shirts? And the answer is, you gotta wait a few months. But if you're retired abroad and you're in Dominican Republic or you're in somebody nice or Costa Rica, things that we have just mentioned, there's pros and cons to both areas other than the warm sunny beaches. So take all of those things into consideration. And if for those of you out there listening, if you want more information on this topic, there was a whole news article that uh, we recently were doing and we did and we were featured in. That is on the website again, uh, fogetfinancialgroup.com. Right under our tab where it says media, click down and you'll see all the resources of those articles right on our website. Now, last thing I wanna to talk to you about retiring abroad is the availability of a visa. Okay, the key issue of course, is what it takes as an American retiree to gain the right to live in a foreign country, all right? It's one thing to visit, right? You have a passport, probably most of us have a passport, you know, and again, for those of you that have traveled abroad, they, they ask you and give you the third degree of questions. What are you doing here? Why are you here? Where are you staying? How long are you gonna be here? Because most likely they know you're leaving in a short period of time, one week, two weeks, maybe heck, maybe even some month. But it's gonna be a whole different set of questions when you say, I'm moving here and I'm never leaving. So many countries will allow foreign retirees to settle upon showing adequate income, right? Pension, social security, retirement accounts, Maybe you just have an overall net worth that a lot that says, hey, we'd love to have you in this country because we know you're gonna spend money here, right? So an adequate you know, income level that we found can range from a minimum of $15,000 a year, okay, for two in Cyprus, to more than $100,000 in place for places like Ireland, all right? Australia is looking for a net worth of over $600,000. So again, if you say, hey, I'm, I'd love to retire to Ireland. Maybe you have roots, right? We have some people in our office with some Irish roots and they want to go back, right? And, and they want to be able to go to, to Ireland, right? Well, you're going to need more than $100,000 in place to go to Ireland. Maybe you want to go down under to Australia. Australia wants $600,000 of a net worth. So just make sure you understand that there's going to be some, I don't want to call them restrictions, folks, but there are going to be some rules in place that we have to go through. So look, final thoughts here. There are no do-overs in your retirement. 
So if you're looking to study, or I don't want to say study abroad, maybe that's for your, your grandkids in college, but for you that want to retire abroad, picking a destination to retire, you must make sure that there is a passion for that location that will lead you to fully enjoying your retirement years because it's going to be a big transition. I'll be the first to tell you, there's going to be a lot of changes, right? Are you going to hold your accounts? Most people still hold their accounts in U.S. dollars, and then they just take them over and they do the exchange. So there's that. There's your taxes. There's your health care. Heck, quite frankly, there's, can you even get in with a visa? So it is something that's becoming more and more popular. For those of you out there listening that you know or somebody you know is interested in this, we'd love to chat with them about it because there's some things that we can give you as a checklist, walkthroughs, do on your own we can help you with. So give us a call. Let us know how we can help you. It is something that I'm telling you this time of year, it does pique a lot of people's interest. So folks, do not go anywhere. I am excited because we are going to get going with our next guest. So don't go anywhere on the Here We Go radio show. We will be right back. Folks, well, thanks again for tuning into another great episode of the Here We Grow radio show. Who is in charge and running the Washtenaw Families Against Narcotics, or FAN for short. And Mario, thanks so much for being here because I know that this is an opportunity to, to share your story, share what's going on, and, and really dive in deep with how you guys are helping not only the individuals affected by this, but the families affected by narcotics out there. So, so let, me, let me kind of give the folks out there that are listening right now a brief background. And I know, Mario, you could probably do it better, so I'll let you piggyback off of this. But uh, Families Against Narcotics was born out of a, a town hall meeting held in 2007 as a result of two teen heroin overdoses just weeks apart in Frazier. You know, this community really had suffered about 30 overdoses in that year, all leading back to heroin. And I'll tell you what, uh, Mario, before we get into this, and you tell me a little bit more about this. I want to tell you my story. And, you know, coming from a small town, we never, I never thought that there, you know, such, I look at it as like a major drug of heroin would come into our small town. And, you know, let's rewind a few years ago, gosh, probably almost 10 plus years ago, I lost my cousin to a heroin overdose in a small town of Linden, Michigan. And I, I'm going to tell you, it, it shocked me to my, to my core because I was naive enough to think like, how in the heck could this happen? I saw this, you know, my, I say kid, he was a kid uh, in his young twenties at family events, everything, you know, again, quote unquote was, was normal in my eyes and, and never in a million bazillion years would I have thought that this would have happened. And so, you know, it rocked my family. It rocked me to the core because I, you know, my, my little cousin gone way too early from a heroin overdose and you know, that's my story. So when I heard that you were coming on the show here today, I said, man, this message has got to get out there because we can't be naive. People like me, we can't be naive. And so tell us a little bit about, you know, I guess Mar the actual organization that you guys are running down there in Washtenaw, because so many of our people from Livingston County are down there because we don't have a, a, a Livingston County chapter. Is that right? Yeah, there, um, there is a chapter just to the um, east of you guys in the Milford area. Absolutely. But- yeah. Um, if, if you don't mind, how old was your cousin, Mike? 23, maybe. Okay. So one of the things I, I always try to do before I speak or talk with someone like yourself is, and you've already answered the question, I always try to bring it back to this problem affects all of us, at least most of us. I always ask everybody when I'm speaking publicly, how many of you have been impacted by someone battling an addiction, either a friend, a family member, 
an aunt, an uncle, a mom, a dad, a grandma, a grandpa, you know, a cousin, whatever. And I will tell you, Mike, it's never less than 70, 80%. And yet we don't talk about it much like you're doing with me right now. Right. And the reason is because of the stigma associated with the disease. So, but you and I will get into that. Um, so your, your question to me, was, and I'm sorry for your loss, by the way, you asked about fan. You okay. talked about seeing into the future. Um, Judge Linda Davis, who is now retired, she retired from the bench last year to really devote uh, full-time efforts to, toward managing Families Against Narcotics uh, to create chapters in as many communities as possible throughout Michigan. But um, they uh, were shocked over the same thing that happened to your cousin. And instead of doing nothing, there were a group of you know, grassroots, the judge, law enforcement, concerned parents who said, we got to do something about this. And they formed Families Against Narco Narcotics. And by the way, Mike, don't let the name fool you. Um, even though it's narcotics, FAN uh, doesn't discriminate because the disease doesn't discriminate. Absolutely. So if alcohol is your thing, FAN will help you. If weed is your thing, FAN will help you. If crack cocaine is your thing, FAN will help you. So one of the FAN goals is to connect families and people who have an addiction with the resources they need to begin to heal. Another goal is to help lower the stigma associated with the disease so that, you know, this doesn't get swept under the rug. Yeah, I, I just was going to say, I think that, that, you know, it's a stigma, right? There is that stigma out there of, you know, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an addict or I'm a recovering addict or it's not that somebody puts it, well, I'm a graduate of, of AA on their resume, right? It's not something that's out there that is a that is a positive when, in my opinion, it should be. If you're able to to battle these addictions and in, in, in this disease and to be able to come out of it on the winning edge, that, that needs to be celebrated publicly. One of the um, clinicians I know from the University of Michigan, a uh, physician by the name of Chris Blazes, who's an incredible guy, he told me more than once that the disease is so devastating that if you can get through it, you know, and come through on the other side, you deserve to have your story shared or to share your story so that others might learn that, that recovering is something that should be celebrated. So you're not the only one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mario, when we come back from break, I want to share the story because I think that this is going to be huge impact folks that are listening of how Mario got involved in this. And this is something that, again, it's a tough thing to talk about, but it's something that needs to, to be celebrated and to be able to change for a better. So don't go anywhere. We will come back right from the break and go into that story with Mario. When times get tough, who do you have on your team? At Focus Financial Group, we win by helping you achieve the retirement you've always dreamed of. Clients who work with Bogus Financial Group know they are backed by a solid, experienced, and winning team. It's time to choose your team. Choose the team from Bogus Financial Group, a team of champions. Bogus Financial Group, building our team to be a part of your team. Well, folks, thanks for sticking with us here on the Here We Grow radio show, talking about recovery and the opportunities for people to be able to celebrate, you know, their victories in this battle against, again, Mario, to your point, it's not just about narcotics. It's about weed, crack, cocaine, alcohol, whatever it may be that's out there. And all the people out there listening, because I know that this, this, is, this is powerful stuff of how you got involved, like you said, with, um, with them. Okay. My involve, involvement with them goes back around uh, four 
to three years ago. So my son, Yanni, uh, was an athlete, uh, an amazing young guy, just like your cousin was, Mike. And uh, he was a, uh, had two modeling contracts, just looked like Tarzan. He, a uh, little bit of background on this uh, hopeless romantic young guy. His favorite movie was The Notebook. There aren't many guys who would even no. admit to that movie being their favorite movie, but that was Yanni's favorite movie. That's the kind of guy we're talking about. Uh, he was a AAA hockey player playing right there in Brighton, okay, at the ice rink that's about, what, a mile from your Yeah, office? literally, yeah, yes. It's right so down. he grew up playing there, became a AAA hockey player, loved hockey, injured both shoulders playing hockey, graduated from high school, left to go to school at Central Michigan in Mount Pleasant. Yeah. Uh, at that point, Mike, he is 19 years old. Mom and dad no longer have a right to know when he's talking with a physician. We didn't realize that those shoulders were not healed and that there was he was experiencing pain in those shoulders. He found a physician out there that in that area where he was going to school who wrote him a script for opioids. Within a very short period of time, he became addicted. He contacted several close friends and let them know that I got a problem. I'm addicted to these meds that the doctor gave me. They're very expensive. So I'm transitioning to heroin. Um, don't, don't tell mom or dad. And for nine months, none of them did. By that point, Yanni didn't look like Yanni. I found out by calling a few of his friends who finally told me that you know, Yanni had called and said, I'm addicted to heroin. He literally, Mike, told a few people that. The thing I want you to take away from this, Mike, is that on the one hand, you've got this logical thinking, I got a problem, okay? This is Yanni talking. And on the other hand, there's illogical thinking, which is what drugs do to your brain, okay? Right. It messes with your ability to think clearly. That's your frontal lobe. And on the other hand, you've got him saying, so I'm transitioning to heroin because it's cheaper. To net this out for you, we found out and convinced Yanni, because he was an adult, he had to agree to help. And he wanted help. So we got him help. He was the model person in recovery for 15 months. He was a sponsor to people at AA. He uh, ran into someone who started using in front of him. It triggered him. Uh, he sent me a text message apologizing for relapsing. We talked a little bit. He said, I've got this. Of course, he didn't have it. Mm -hmm. But he's in California, and I'm in Michigan. And there's not much dad can do at that point. Uh, I got a call two or three days later from the San Diego police department that he was found dead alone in a hotel room. He died from a heroin overdose. Holy so Mike, one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing is because I had the money to afford the best care in the world for my son. And he's still dead. Right. Most people can't afford that kind of care. 
Most people don't know where to turn to get help. Most people sweep this under the rug because they're embarrassed. And I'm not gonna do that. And I'm really proud of FAN because those are the things that they're helping families and people in recovery do. Get connected into resources, battle the stigma, and educate. Well, first and foremost, yeah. Yanni sounds like 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 him and I. I mean, we, we would have been buddies. I mean, athlete, right? I mean, just a heck of a kid. I, I'm a Chippewa myself. I, I went to Mount Pleasant. Um, as you're telling me this story, Mario, I'm like, it, it did poke into my mind. And, and again, you kind of said this at the end. You know, heroin, narcotics, alcohol, they don't care how much money you have. Don't care about how many gold medals or championships you've won. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, of how we get into how many professional athletes, right? To your point, they have unlimited resources. Not only do they have the money, but they have the resources and it still comes after them because it starts with something, prescription drug, whatever it may be that again, and I, and I hate to say this maybe from an uneducated background, but you know, prescription drugs to a degree are, are somewhat acceptable. Oh, well, I got a bad shoulder, right? He hurt his shoulder. He's in pain. Doctor writes on the script and that that's socially acceptable. You can go to a pharmacy and your insurance will pay for it. I mean, oh, Mike, you know, I think it's, it all starts with education. Sounds like you guys have an abundance of resources. Tell us a little bit about both of those education and resources that are available to people out there listening right now. Sure. So every month on the second Monday of every month, we have what we call our Washington Fan Family Forum meeting. And so we bring in a guest speaker who is typically an expert. Sometimes it's from healthcare. Sometimes it's just someone uh, who has come through on the other side, like you said, because there's a lot of education that comes from people uh, in recovery from sharing their story. And in fact, to that point, our last meeting uh, was our best attended. We had over a hundred registrants. It was just a week ago today. It was a panel discussion on collegiate recovery programs. So many colleges, uh, universities, University of Michigan, Michigan State University, your alma mater, Washington Community College, they had collegiate recovery programs where if you're struggling with a substance use disorder, you can become a part of a collegiate recovery program and you don't have to go to school and drink or smoke weed, or you can hang out with people who will just want to go to a pizza parlor, okay, yes. instead of getting high. So um, our meeting last Monday featured five people who have either participated in a collegiate recovery program or are actively involved in one. And it was awesome hearing these stories of recovery and how incredibly um, amazing these young people are. Um, so that was a great meeting. We've got, so every month we have that kind of thing going on. We also have um, programs that we offer free of charge to anyone who needs it. People in recovery, the family of friends of people in recovery. Examples are virtual yoga for recovery, virtual exercise for recovery, if you want, Mike, I'll send you those. I'll get you a link to our website in the, in the informational flyers. Absolutely. And that's yep. what I was, I was going to ask you is, is so for, for people out there that are listening right now, you know, and they're saying, again, maybe it's them. Maybe, maybe we're talking to somebody right now that needs this themselves, which I, I, you know, I'd love for this to be that deciding moment of them saying, okay, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm raising my hand. I'm submitting to this, but it, it may also be a family member. And again, you know, here we are talking about Yanni, talking about my cousin. It's, we didn't, I wouldn't have thought in a million years. And I know that you wouldn't, there's no way, right? You said you have every resource available, every financial resource, everything. You would have never thought this. So maybe somebody out there, like, this is that opportunity. This is, this is that voice telling you to, to, to raise your hand. How can they get in touch with 
with with fan anywhere out there if it's your chapter or maybe a chapter near them how do they, how do they go about they doing just that? do what you did mike and google you know families against narcotics frazier michigan yeah washington fan i each of those respective websites will come up and i, I want to talk about a specific program you know that is critically important and, and a couple of programs uh corporate fan launched a program called hope not handcuffs and it's been wildly successful but it involves law enforcement and um, what it is is if you want help of any kind and you're battling an addiction you reach out to fan and say i need help they will connect you with an angel which is a person who has been trained and educated on how to deal with this type of situation. The angel reaches out to you and uh, coordinates care on your behalf at no cost. That's awesome. Mario, for what, what you're doing, to be able to share your story about Yanni and, and, and the phenomenal young man, I don't even know him, but I can just, I can hear in your voice how proud you are of him in, in, in the things that, it's a legacy that he's that he's been able to to impact and others. So keep up the great work. I'll tell you, you know, anything else that you would like to kind of wrap things up again, if there's somebody out there listening to you or somebody, you know, um, get involved, give back. If, if, Hey, it's a family member and you're ready to, you know, to, to, to help others, what things you want to leave, I guess, the, the listening audience with today, Mario. Just the don't wait for someone to raise their hand and say, I need help because it doesn't happen often. And, um, constantly be trying to reach out to folks who are struggling with this insidious disease to let them know you care and that you support them and that if they want help you will help them get connected to those resources to begin to heal mario thank you so much for the time I, i'm telling you keep up the great work you're making an impact in not only this community but for just generations to come so thank you so much for that you bet take care mike all right thank you bye-bye Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you found this information here helpful. Both myself and my team at Bogut Financial Group want to provide you with the latest resources and education to help you make the best decision for your financial future. And that's why we want to offer you a complimentary review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit. It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so you can make an informed decision for yourself moving forward. We will meet you at either one of our office locations or via video conference to examine your portfolio and answer any questions you may have. I promise you'll walk away with more knowledge of where you stand with your portfolio. To get started, all you need to do is visit fogathfinancial.com. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week. Investment advisor services offered through Brooks Capital Management LLC, BCM, the registered investment advisor, BCM and Focus Financial are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM that are offered and sold to individually licensed and permanent agents. The previous program was sponsored by Fogat Financial Group. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily represent the views of WHMI Radio or its ownership and management.